Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, how President, former President George W. Bush has uh, tanked up his paintbrush. He has a, a new book of paintings uh, coming out. Uh, very soon, and he's he's really telling the stories of immigrants and really putting a, a face on those who have immigrated to this country and added to it in important and significant ways. Some of them are uh, a few famous faces are in there, uh, and a lot of people you would never know, uh, but their stories matter. And when we look at all of the things that are going on in the world, it's so easy to focus on just the high-level political, high-level government issues and we forget about the human side and the people side that really makes it all matter. And, of course, over the last week, we've been covering a lot about uh, Afghanistan and, the, and President Biden's with announcement of the withdrawal uh, by September 11th, that uh, the troops uh, remaining 2,500 will be uh, out of there. And it's easy when we think about that to just think about tanks and planes and uh, bases uh but we also need to think about the the people and the people that are left behind. Uh, we always look to uh, our great inside source, Miles Hansen, CEO of World Trade Center Utah. And uh, he joined us for an important conversation earlier in the week about the withdrawal. And afterwards, he and I were texting back and forth. And he just made this comment of just how amazing the people of Afghanistan are. And it just struck me like a bolt of light. It's like, we gotta, we need to talk about that. And uh, Miles Hansen has been uh, gracious enough to join us on a Friday afternoon. Miles, thanks for coming in and help us. You, you've spent time in the region. You spent time inside of Afghanistan. Uh, give us some insight into what it means to have that human connection, even in the midst of all of the political and military turmoil. You know, Boyd, I'm so glad that you're covering this aspect of the story, because as we look at what's happening in the world, it's way too easiest for us to view it as a game of risk. Right. Countries doing things against each other. And we forget that there are individuals all around the world that are directly impacted by what's happening out there. And as I've been thinking about it, you know, Boyd, very quickly, uh, this this uh, the importance of remembering the human angle was driven home to me. Uh, an experience I had when I was working at the White House uh, is April of 2018. And the Syrian regime had used chemical weapons. We knew we had to respond. And you, you, you've been in, in policymaking. The week leading up to these airstrikes was incredibly intense, long hours, high stress, really critical decision making. And I'll never forget uh, when it came time for the airstrikes, we were down in the White House Situation Room, me and and many colleagues that were involved with this. And you're watching these airstrikes uh, unfold in real time up on the screen. You've got a map of Syria. You can see the French and and the British and the American ships and, and planes involved. Incredibly high stress when we have our service women and men in harm's way. You see the Syrian air missile defenses, you know, how they're responding, launching missiles. And then we were very successful. The planes clear the airspace. And I'll tell you, Boyd, it it happened to be a Friday night, and there was food there. There were drinks there. And it turned into this – everyone breathed this this huge sigh of relief. And it became pretty jovial pretty quick. And then out of nowhere, I heard this boom. 
And I look back at the head of the table, John Kelly, who was the, the, the chief of staff of the White House, a big, imposing uh, foreign military general standing there. He just pounded the table. Room goes quiet. And he says, there is no joy in this. Mm. He says, there are people out there dying right now. And it doesn't matter if they're good guys or bad guys. There is no joy in this. And he turned and he walked out that room. And we all stayed quiet because we knew that he was 100% correct. And we had forgotten in that moment this human story, this human angle. There's good people. There's bad people. There are people that are put in difficult situations. But they are the ones that are in the line, that these events affect in their very, you know, their personal in a, in a deep way. And so ever since then, when I look at what's going on in the world, I work hard to never forget that there are people involved. And, and, and the decisions that are made at very high levels have a very direct impact on great individuals uh, yeah. in every country around the world. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you shared that, Miles, and, and putting that human component to it, uh, because it is. It's very easy to look at what we hear and what we see on the national news uh, like a game of risk. It's just country against country. You roll the dice. You know, somebody's moving in, somebody's moving out, Russia's amassing troops. Uh, it, it can feel like a game of risk. Uh, but that human element that these are real people with real lives. And, we, and when we lose that hum- humanity, it goes right back to where we started the show today uh, in Indianapolis. And when we lose yep. our ability to value human life, uh, we've really lost everything. And, uh, Miles, I'd love for you to, to share. You sent me some pictures today uh, from your time in Afghanistan. Uh, and I have to tell you, I uh, I was touched. Uh, by those pictures and um, looking into the eyes of those Afghan people uh, who connected with you and that spark of freedom, uh, seeing those young girls uh, who suddenly had an opportunity to go to school. Uh, Share with us just a a quick memory or two of those human connections, because that's what this is all about. You know, Boyd, I hadn't thought much about this until we had that conversation a couple of days ago. And I, I went back and found those photos. And for a little bit of context, you know, we've had thousands of Utahns who have served in the military in Afghanistan in the line of fire. I was there as a student. And my wife and I were studying Farsi. I knew they'd be involved in policymaking when I, when I launched my career. And so I wanted to get on the ground, firsthand experience. So we traveled all over Iran. We traveled in Afghanistan. If we were staying with local people, we just kind of hitchhiked our, our, our way across the country. And I would not recommend that today. Probably wasn't the smartest decision. But the experience that we had, and, and you saw in those photos, were just these incredible people. And I remember the time, uh, this, this family we stayed with, you know, they had kids about the, the same age as my wife and I. And they wanted to be a doctor and a lawyer. And they, one of them wanted to be a politician, right? <laughs> and, and now just to think, you know, 13, 14, 15 years later, however long it's been, you know, I don't know where those people are, but I know things have not played out exactly the way that they wanted it to. And even right now in America, the discourse is that we're ending this war. The reality is we're ending the American phase of a war that's been going on for 40 years and is going to continue for the next several years. And how we wrap up the combat role is so important to make sure that we continue to find ways to support the wonderful people in Afghanistan who have worked very hard and sacrificed more than we have as a country to build a better future for their people. And now we have to find ways to use our, 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 our military support, not with combat troops, but other means of support, our diplomatic efforts, our aid efforts, you know, special operations and covert operations when that's necessary and appropriate, to find ways to give the people of Afghanistan hope 
that even as we end this combat role, we're going to continue to support those that have a shared value and vision for what that country can be, thanks to the wonderful people that live there. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Miles Hansen, CEO of World Trade Center Utah. Uh, really appreciate you joining us on a Friday to make sure we, we keep that human connection uh, in the midst of all the political, military, and uh, other intrigue that we often get pulled into. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Boyd. Have a great weekend. Again, that's Miles Hansen from World Trade Center, Utah. And I have to, I really was uh, just struck uh, by the connection. You could just see the connection uh, of these extraordinary individuals, these great people. And we we have to keep that in mind. I'm going to go back to what Miles said before. This is not a game of risk that you play on Saturday night as a family. Uh, this is not about uh, just moving things around on a board. Uh, these are our human lives. I, I appreciate so much what uh, uh, what our professor from up at the U, uh, the U, Amos uh, Giora, uh, had to share with us in terms of Israel and and Iran, and uh, we, we've talked about Russia and what's going on there in the Ukraine, uh, and we've talked about Indiana and what took place there last night, and all of these things have a common thread. Uh, one, it's the use of the term, and we can do hard military things, we can do hard political things, and we can have great compassion for people uh, because ultimately that's what drives everything, uh, everything that, that truly matters. And uh, so as we round out this first hour, we, we have used that great three-letter word and uh, to prove that we can deal with hard things, difficult, complex issues, and We can have compassion, and we need to remind ourselves that if we lose our ability to recognize the value of human life, we're in danger of losing a whole lot more. I'm Boyd Matheson, host of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. We have much more to come. We're going to talk about Supreme Court packing. We're going to talk about getting to the essential elements of life. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.